ladies and gents, boys and girls, children of all ages. It's yours truly, Mr. Fungadelic Jones. And it's your boy, Aaron Fondacetti. We're back for another episode. Just like DJ Khaled says, another one. We hear back, Best Be Friday podcast. And as usual, we're going to get to our five-minute rant before we get into this episode. So without further ado, sir, fucking this, you have the floor. Now, since it, since this is like Halloween weekend, we're going to get a little bit spooky. Nah, man, personally, myself, uh, I mean, I don't got too much going on right now, but let me just be straight up real with y'all, man. I don't know what's about to happen, bro. It's, it's, it's always something going on at the job. I hear one thing, then I hear the next. But no, nah, my five-minute rant is basically, you know, I want to dedicate this one to somebody, you know, because this is this is what I always say, right? We we chase the opportunity. We chase the opportunity, don't chase the money. And what I mean by that is this: I understand that you wanna you wanna roll with the top dogs. I understand you wanna be up there with the with the, the best of the very best. But sometimes you're going to get 50 no's before you get a yes. You're going to get 50 no's, all right? And sometimes you don't got to run to people. Sometimes you make people come to you. I'm going to just keep them like, read it without, without, just take what I said right there and really think about it because put it like this. You look at somebody like, you look at somebody like Jay-Z, right? People like, Jay-Z don't run to people no more. People run to Jay Z. People, people want to, people want to do business with Jay Z. So, whatever project you do, whatever things that you guys got going on, understand this. Granted, yeah, if you see a good opportunity to get to the door, take it. But if they tell you no, don't get discouraged. Build your resume up. So when they see you, you ain't going to them no more. They want to do business with you. I ain't got no five minute rant, but that is my little five minute motivation segment you feel me that hey that's good enough uh make sure you walk into a room and get to a point where you don't have to introduce yourself that's that's what it's all about hell yeah for me me i ain't got much to say you know we got halloween coming up big spooky times (laughs) very spooky i should say out of all the years this one should be the most interesting halloween going on right now a lot of people say we've been celebrating halloween all year because 2020 but yeah <laughs> but you know i i let people be the judge of that uh well unfortunately guys we're sitting right here on on the stream you know uh, on, the, on the podcast here i got my family camping trip tomorrow guys because mercy this is going to be uh Disaster, a hilarious disaster. An adventure. <laughs> so, you know, you know, black people, we improvise, you know what I mean? We ain't on no, no, we ain't on no real campsite. Nope. We in the backyards of Waldorf. <laughs> basically, basically, basically. Look, man, spiders, you gotta watch out for spiders, you gotta watch out for various insects, wolves. <laughs> you might have a full moon on Halloween, you never know. You know what? I'm going to add this to my five-minute rant. I'm glad you brought up spiders. <laughs> okay, I'm glad you brought up spiders, man. 
Listen, ladies and gents, for everybody that, you know, for everybody that live on the basement floor, everybody that has a basement can relate to me. Okay, I live on the basement floor here in this apartment complex. Understand this. Every night, every morning, I got to go on a killing spree. I got to go on a murder mission. Because why? It's a lot of spiders. <laughs> it's literally, it ain't no infestation. It's just literally because I'm like, my, my spider's right, by the, right outside by the door. So you know me, spiders just be, might crawl under the door or something like that. Literally, when I tell you, when I be sleeping sometimes, I just be, and I have to peek my eyes and always see the shadow just, I just be like, what the hell was that? <laughs> you know, knowing me, you know, I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm a, I'm a, I pay electric in here, so I use my, my cell phone, like, you know, <laughs> keep the bills low. <laughs> hey, well, what are you, splinter cell? <laughs> keep the bills low, but every time I cut the light off, it be a spider, it just be right, it just shoot. I be looking like, <sighs> last night it was two of them, they was right beside each other. I was, they was just looking at me like, look at this fool here. It's <laughs> already Halloween in your crib. I was just looking like, I'm like, Damn. Shoot, all you need bad is the I candy. I get up and actually go kill them. I'm like, God damn it. Don't get me started on these little big ass crickets, too. Because I be trying to kill them, Joe. They be moving swift. They be looking like, ooh, you got to be quicker than that. Man, <laughs> them looking. crickets, they, they move like ninjas, man. You got to you gotta be you gotta be fast to catch them. But I get them, though. I get them. Don't judge me, America. They're not taking over this place. And look, while he's fighting crime in his own apartment <laughs> with the insects, we're going to get to an episode. If you can't tell by the background, I Carly set because this episode, we're talking about all things 2000s. <laughs> Let me stop you right there. Mr. Producer. <laughs> Mr. Producer. Hey, Mr. Producer. Mr. Producer, I needed you. You see that? This should not be allowed on this show no more. He wants to be I call him. Mr. Dude, do me a favor. Call Miranda Cosgrove and tell her that old foreigner said he over here, he want an autograph. Because this is ridiculous. All I have to say is this. I know you see sometimes the world's going to change for me and be so wonderful. <laughs> I, I don't even know that's the words i try to get as close to the words i don't know it by heart but there we go i'm telling you just how i feel you we do this every week mr producer i'm just i, I think you i think you play favoritism on that's what that is hey, look, anywho. Man. <laughs> anywho. So, so we're going to get to the 2000s. So for the whole decade of the 2000s, what are some of the most memorable things for you? You could go any year. Ooh, the 2000s. Ha, man, the 2000s fashion. Hey, look. If you guys looking around with the 2000s fashion, I'm talking about the... Big T's. Y'all remember the belts that said your name uh, like going across that joke? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tell you like this. In the 2000s, we were bums. I, I, I can't lie to you. 
Like we did a lot of bum activity in the 2000s when it comes to the the way we dressed. I'm talking about cats used to wear like Cassidy legit used to be wearing wristbands like you know like NBA players wristbands they used to wear them jokes like as fashion. You be looking like why right. are you outside with a headband and wristbands? Like, what the you 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 playing basketball? You got the headband all sweaty. But they got jeans and like a, a, a little uh, it's like a it's like a tank not a tank top but a uh, little a, a short a shirt with no sleeves though. Like I'm listening and looking like. What the hell y'all got going on here? So if you were, and of course you can't forget, you can't forget the big fitted caps. Oh um, man. Oh. Um, you remember the polo era where everybody was wearing polos? Gosh. <laughs> Look, the polos, <laughs> the big jeans, <laughs> the Air Force ones, man. Oh, and Air, and <laughs> Air Force was still a staple shoe. But just at that time, it was just like, what? Remember right. The, remember the ladies had the, the big hoops with their name in the middle? Uh-huh. Nah, they, they had the bell bottoms. You had Sierra coming out when she came out with goodies. You had the bell bottom pants. They bought them back from the 70s. Oh, man. Oh, that was a, that was a fun time. That was a fun time in just like fashion, bro. Like, whew. The jerseys. I mean, like, just like I said, jerseys are still cool. I mean, now, but everybody's jerseys back then was like big as hell for no reason. I'm like, why is everybody getting a size two times big? If you wear medium, why are you rocking like a two, a extra large, a two XL jersey? I'm like, that just don't make logical sense. Everybody up here wearing the big brothers or the dad's clothes or the... It, it just didn't make any sense. Like, do you remember around 05 when everybody just was wearing them uh, striped shirts, striped button-up shirts? I don't know what that was about. I don't know. Like, every guy I came, um, every guy I came to school with had them shirts on. I'm just like, okay, what is going on? Because I apparently I did catch the memo. You want to know what everybody, everybody, you remember the, uh, you remember the Looney Tunes graphic t-shirts? Yeah. All of them was like thugged out on the joint. The spray paint ones? Yeah, like the you had like the gangster bug button, the gangster SpongeBob and all them. You used to be looking like <laughs> I never got one. Uh, I had probably like two. I ain't gonna lie to y'all, man. <laughs> I, I never got one. Hey the fact that the fact that we grew up in the 2000 fashion for all my late 90s kids. I mean, I'm glad y'all kind of missed that. But if you grew up during like during that 2000 time, if, if you grew up during the 2000 times, to show your pictures, <laughs> don't let your kids see it. <laughs> they gonna be looking like they gonna be like God. They, your kids gonna be looking like uh, Mom, Dad. What did you guys have? And like, hey, <laughs> that was a style back in the day. Facts. No, no. that's nah. always worth us looking at our parents. In uh in their seventies and eighties, I you look like, why do y'all dress like that? With the big hair and the spray pan, the moose. I'm just like, look, what what were y'all doing? That was just the style back in the seventies and eighties. Just like that was the style back in the two thousand guys. Right. Like, <laughs> look, we 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 just have to own it. At the end of the day, it was the style. We just had to own it. Oh man, basement Friday taking over for the nine nine in the two thousands. 
Look, fashion was crazy. Uh, what about what about the music? What what about the music? Let's talk about that. Hey, music in the two thousand was very interesting, you know. And you you had I mean you I can only, I'm only going to speak on on like rap and R and B because that's mostly with my speed anyway. But because I know you look at the two thousand like you look at like the rock that's when like the emo. That's when the emo rock came out, like the Panic and the Disco, yeah. the Fallout Boy dropped, and all yeah. that. But you know that wasn't really my speed for real, for real. But for anybody else, more power to them. But if you look at like just like rap, the crunk era. I'm talking about that Atlanta little Johnny. What? Yeah. <laughs> and that era of that era of hip hop, that early 2000 crunk. You talking about? Lil John, Lil Scrabby, the Yin Yang Twins, uh, like like Bubba Sparks, yeah, uh, Mike Jones, like even everybody like when T Pain first came out, when like Ludacris first came out, Ti first came out, like when Fifty when Fifty first came out, I'm just looking like phew. that was an interesting time though. But the 2000s had a lot of like they had a lot of dance songs though, you know what I mean? Cause everybody remember them. <laughs> everybody remember the lean with it, rock with it. Right. Shout out to the franchise boys, man. <laughs> I'm looking for Mrs. Bubble. We we had a lot. We had them franchise boys. We had D4L. Oh man. You uh, remember Party Like a Rockstar? Uh what, what was their name? Then you had the uh those were like the shop boys. Shop boys. Then you had the Joe that was a chicken noodle soup. Chicken yeah. noodle soup. I yeah. was like, I was like, what? What was that? Bianca and DJ something. I don't know. Then you had uh, you had like tracks like uh, you know what I mean? Like shout out to my boy Huey the pop blogger drop it. Yep, R.I.P. Um, Huey. Uh my man Jibs, the little do your chain hang low, do it, bobble, do the flow. I was like, gotcha, go ahead, bro. Hey, look, <laughs> man. Hey, but you know, if that song ever came on, well, I would listen to it though. You know what I mean? I was gonna listen to it if it ever came on, like. The 2000 songs are, I would say, like the 2000 music was like strictly club banger anthems. Oh, oh, most of it, most of it, you know, if what not I'm all of it. Because if you look, if you look at song, if you look at songs like, like uh, you look at people like Mystical, you know what I mean? Like when, like when Danger came out and Shaking Fast came out, those yep. songs are still popular to this day. If you go in any club and they play that joke. Literally, my grandmother likes shaking fast. I was, I was, I was, I was like, I mean, yeah. Grandma? This <laughs> is looking like what? But at the end of the day, it's like, like everybody, like everybody, when everybody first heard of Kanye came out. Kanye was the one that was really on that polo, that, that polo with the shades with the three stripes. The the oh. the, the pink polo. Yeah, back Kanye thought he was swagged out. Kanye wasn't swagged out. Everybody got introduced to like Soldier Boy, like Lil Bow Wow first came out. I was just right. like, yeah. Lil Romeo too. Y'all remember, y'all remember when they was beefing? <laughs> you can't <laughs> shine like me. I was like, how y'all beefing, bro? I said, y'all both don't go sit y'all little ass. Bow Wow came out with Fresh of My Miss. I, I, Fresh as yeah. I Miss. I can't lie. That, that was a banger right there. 
You ain't fresh in my fresh diet. Hey, look, he came out with that. I was like, oh, he, he might have done something. I was like, what? Like, yo, the funniest thing ever, though, is when being in elementary school and when you used to hear girls argue over B2K members. Yeah, B2K. They used to argue with B2K members like your parents used to argue over New Edition members back in the day. B2K, like, B5. Like, like I legit remember, I, re- I remember they used to argue like, oh, man, no little fears, my husband. Is I was looking like. Yep. I ain't gonna lie to we used to do that. We used to do that for Destiny Child, though, y'all. Hey, look, you you remember Purdy Ricky dropping? Oh, <laughs> I was hey, look, Ricky the other day. <laughs> I was Pretty Ricky like, Pretty Ricky got some sleepers. Don't, don't, hey, don't, don't sleep on Pretty Ricky. <laughs> we 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 was barely double digits in age singing them songs. It's like we had no business singing them songs. It's crazy. It's crazy though too. Like you you look at the new generation and you know they know Chris Brown. We was around when Chris Brown first came out. Right. And this I, man was still going through puberty. Talk about you know, running. I just uh, run it, run it. Chris, that's why I, I, I ain't gonna lie to you though, guys. You can hate me, but that Chris Brown is better than this Chris Brown we got today. I'm gonna just keep it real, cause Chris Brown had everybody saying, you know, everybody singing "Say Goodbye." Excuse me, Miss is always gonna be a classic though. I don't care how much TikTok try to ruin it, but. <laughs> It, that's always gonna be a classic. I'm gonna just keep it real with y'all, though. Man, we had a lot of one hit wonders in the uh, 2000s. We had a whole bunch of people who came and went. Uh, we, <laughs> yep. And it was so ironic because it's like his song was so meta. Back then, you ain't one nap hat, you all on me. You would think that he would have a longer career than that. But I gotta admit, he came out with that song with uh, Trey Songs. Was it Cuddy Buddy? Yeah, cut uh Trey songs, man. That that was a banger right there. Trey songs for the RB came out. Uh we had Life Jennings, we had Jaheen, we had who he, else did we have? Uh one hit wonders was like guys like look like uh Hurricane Chris. Yeah, hey baby. Hey, hey, babe. <laughs> hey, hey, babe. <laughs> she said hey, <laughs> we had Jay Holiday. Uh I know, right? <sighs> man. I'm yeah, some uh, classics in the 2000s. Hey, look, RB was on a roll in 2000s. You know what I'm saying? Everybody heard of, like when music soul child dropped. Right. This you know this he he was far from one head wonder. This man had everybody in the feelings. I, I, man, what I was, <laughs> I was, I just view soul child almost every day. I just hey, look, eight years old, not thinking about knocking on my uh thinking about knocking on my girlfriend's door. I'm like, first of all, I got no supervision. How am I going to get over there? I'm only eight. <laughs> I got to ask my mom to drop me off. <laughs> voice, voice high as hell. Talk about some. Can you come outside? Are you coming to school tomorrow? You know what I'm saying? You had my man Mario. Had yeah. everybody had them cool thug dudes on the block. Getting his yeah. head, getting his head, girl, won't just break my hair. You be hey, looking look. like If, if you had hair back then, th- that was oh. your time to shine. Oh, oh, the 2000 was Cornrow City, right? I know everybody got dreads now, but during the 2000s, everybody had cornrows. Facts, 
everybody had coin. And speaking of the 2000s, everybody idolized two people in the 2000s, Michael Vick and Allen Iverson. <laughs> that was everybody heroes. Don't get, we not, we not disrespecting Kobe and nothing like that, but as far as like just who you wanted to be, Allen Iverson and Michael Vick. Everybody wanted to be uh, Allen Iverson. The answer, AI. You know, he was the he was what Michael Jordan's to the '90s was us to the 2000s, basically. Like when you think about when you think about like Allen Iverson, you think about a dude that legit made the NBA change their their way of their just approach to things. Because, mind you, remember, the NBA used to be so clean-cut. Everybody used to just walk in suits and all that. This was a dude that walked in with a baggy-ass sweatsuit, big-ass fitted cap, talking about some. I'm supposed to be the franchise player. We ain't here talking about practice. <laughs> yeah, sports was on another level. That's what I'm saying, though, man. But, hey, Kobe was that dude, man. I know I know, I know. all you LeBron fans. Y'all staying at Joe talking about some. Well, LeBron is no. Kobe Bryant, I don't want to hit. I know, like, you was talking about the uh, rock and emo phase. Like, we was talking about the hip-hop and R&B. For the people who was in the uh, the rock crowd, uh, we had Patty Good the Disco. Uh, who was it? Fa- Fall Out Boy. Uh, My Chemical Romance. <laughs> the Black Parade. Man, everybody was on fire for them. You had so many people uh, that I can name, and I wanna, I wanna say that it was a crazy time. But one thing I really miss about the two thousands for the people who know, music videos. Bye. When MTV, VH1, all these secondary channels, you wake up in the morning, you cut off that loud alarm clock, and you see your favorite video playing on the TV before you get ready for school, that's memories right there. Like I remember waking up in the morning and I'll look and sometimes Kanye be playing or sometimes, you know, you have a rock station be playing, Paramore be playing. And I'm like, yo, I'm ready for school. But talk, let's let's talk about that. Like the culture of getting ready for school in the 2000s, it's, it's really unmatched. It was literally, it was literally, music videos and cereal in the morning. Like that literally was like the rotation. Like because I had brothers and sisters, like everybody had to get in the shower. You know what I'm saying? There was you know parents the parents man dropped us off because they was on their way out the door as well. You got that music video cereals half the time was pop tarts on the go for breakfast. Right. Literally. And I'm talking about we being that John watching from MTV to VH1, you might get three rap songs but 90% of the time they was playing stuff like Adele, uh, Nickelback, yeah, Green Day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You might get that one rap song, you're like, oh, you're like, yeah, you like, ah, they go ludicrous right there. Right. Ludicrous video. TV Jams. Yeah, you got MTV Jams. I remember in the summertime, we used to watch like uh it used to be like BT now, which used to come on from like one to three. Mm-hmm. It just be like straight music videos. Right. And it's most important. For the culture, I didn't forget about y'all. 106 and Park. <laughs> Let, let's let's talk about the shows because we had so many good music shows. We had 106 and Park. We had VH1 Top 10 Countdown. 
top 20 countdown too. We had what what else we had? We had uh, Rap City. Rap City, the basement, Cedar's world. Back from way in the beginning of the 2000s, we had so many shows that introduced us to new artists. And I was I just want to talk about like how special that time was because a lot of artists who are hot now and we consider them legendary. We actually seen them since the beginning. We seen them come up. We seen them when they were barely known and make their name in the music industry. So out of all those shows, which one would you say is your favorite? If definitely, you have definitely one. Uh, I don't have a favorite, but definitely was 106 and Pop. Yeah. However, though, however, though, Rap City was tight because it was it was like a, it, you had an interview. But but. Actually, 106 and Park and, and, and Rap City was the same thing because, mind you, you had Rap City, they'll go out there, interview them, they'll talk about the album, then they'll go out there and perform live on stage. Just like Rap City, they'll interview them, and then, of course, they'll get in the legendary booth, and they'll kick a freestyle, and they'll, like, kick a freestyle, like. Right. And it's like they had any and everybody on that jump, though. I like, but no, nah, but 106 and Park was cool because everybody remember from AJ and Free to uh, Big Tigger and uh, what's her name, Jaleesa, I think like that. And you had Roxy, you had Roxy and Terrence. That's after Roxy and Terrence beat uh, one City Park went downhill after that. Yeah. But nah, you then of course like uh, one City Park had uh, the little uh, battle rap jump. Mm-hmm. I mean, Blind like, Fury, Blind you Fury. know what I'm saying? Blind Fury, <laughs> but like everybody, like they just found some ways to keep it. Innovative. Everybody know one of the Park was the best when AJ and Free was there. That's just no. That's just no question. But I mean, they like. How did you keep? How did you keep so much? You introduced such a young crowd to like artists just just like that. Yeah. You know what I'm mean? saying? And I remember just like going like being in school when like one of the Park was on. You used to rush to get home because yeah. you legit want to see from video ten all the way to video one. Used to used to be we used to be on that jump. You be like like bet you like number ten. Like ah, that jump dropped from eight. That jump went from uh, five to eight. Ah, that jump uh, boot off the countdown now. So I don't know, man. Like shows like that, priceless, man. Forever though. Definitely, man. Uh, coming home from school, you had music videos in the morning, music videos in the afternoon. Uh, sometimes they air uh, late night music videos, and for you people who stay up late night on VH, uh, not VH1, but BT, I, I'm I'm gonna just say this right now: tip drill, right? You you guys remember that? Hey, hey, but don't tell your parents. Don't tell your parents, even though you're old enough now. Even though you're old enough now, Nelly actually got in trouble for that. <laughs> hey, my man, put the credit card right through the slit, right through the crack. I said. Help me understand something. You had you had tip drill. You had uh, another video up there. I remember it was some guy who sung the song that was on White Chicks, the movie, White mm-hmm. Girls. How <laughs> 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 you go? And like, it was just like so many uh, videos up there you weren't supposed to see, but you were just looking anyway. But sometimes they they play some uh, they play some decent songs up there. But man, uh, I was just thinking about, again, following back on how many artists we seen come up through the 2000s. We seen Eminem, we seen 50 Cent, 
the whole G unit wave, uh, Dipset brought out a lot of people. Uh, who else do we see coming you seen, up? Like, you seen Luda, Ti, Kanye, Twister, the yep. game. Uh, yeah, we seen people bring on people. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like you know, the whole Jay Z uh, was still out. Nas was still out. We had the whole South Wave too around like 05, 07. Oh, Do you? Oh, bro, that was a wave, bro, man. Everybody wanted to be from the South. I was like, fact, but like, you know, man. I know a lot of people look at Lil Wayne. It's just like I was like, bro, Lil Wayne was a monster. He had, he had the two thousands on lock. Like, they don't call Weezy the goat for nothing because Weezy in his prime. The call to one, the call to two. Woo! Everybody was, thought he was fine around uh bling bling era, but from 04 up, this man just like it's it's like Dragon Ball Z, Super Saiyan, just level one, level two, level three, level four. He was just getting better and better as time went on. Like you and I know I know you guys got a lot of like the, the beehive crowd, but again. We was there when Beyonce first popped off. I'm, we not talking about Destiny Child. We talking about Beyonce dangerously in love. Like, I know y'all don't give a lot of credit to Alicia Keys, but we was there when Alicia Keys first popped off. Like, yeah. you got you got classic 2000 albums that stand to this day. I don't care what nobody say, but Usher's, but, but Usher, uh, Confession by Usher is one of the best albums in the 2000s, hands down, I don't give you would put that album on and let that joint play. <laughs> I, I I just want to follow back on how powerful RB was, music was in general, because again, we were like single digits going into double digits in age, listening to these love songs, talking to our fourth, fifth, sixth grade boo. <laughs> It, it, like <laughs> my boo, <laughs> my oh, my oh, <laughs> dance in the street like Omarion and Usher. Oh my goodness, bro! It's just like it's been so many, so much music came out during the two thousand that just like yeah, people don't understand like. I still listen to people like Mario and Music Soul Child. I still listen to Trey songs. Mm -hmm. I listen to new Trey, but I listen to a lot of old Trey songs. Chris Brown. Because again, I'm like everybody's parents. You know what I mean? I'm an OG at this point. I listen to stuff that I grew up listening to. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If Ludacris roll out, come on, I guarantee I'll bump the hell out. That's a hit. You know what I'm saying? I'll bump the hell out, roll out. Like that joke just came out yesterday. So people don't understand, like, those songs, like, I know the 2000s is kind of like one of the most slept on of music, because everybody always talk about the 90s. Then everybody's kind of just be like, eh, well, the 2000s had a couple of guys come out, you know, the, the 50s and the TIs. But the 2000s was just, because again, mind you, the 90s was straight East and West. 2000s was the South, South. The, crunk, the party, yep. the, the crunk, the party, the party singing. The New York That's too. What, you know what I'm saying? Like New York, New York had a little bit of uh, new guys that was coming out. Like of course, like Dipset came out mm. and things like that. 
But the 2000s was heavily focused South. on the South. You know what I mean? Like Lil John, Lil Scrappy, uh, Outkast was still keeping it phone before. Uh, you had Paul Wall, you had Slim Thug, that you Texas had Mike thing. Jones. You know what I mean? Chameleon there, all them dudes. Yeah. Like, when T-Pain first came out and introduced everybody to Auto-Tone, you know what I'm saying? No flip, man. T-Pain was special uh, in his own right. I'm going to let you finish before I get on T-Pain. No, nah, you can go ahead and go because I put it like this, and I put it like this before I let my man go. Just like how Nate Dogg was in the 90s, if T-Pain was on a track during the 2000s, automatically popped off. Yeah, because <laughs> here's the thing about the rise of T-Pain. T-Pain was a hit man. He was the hit guy. He was the Todd dollar sign for people who are in this generation. He was the Todd dollar sign of the 2000s. Mm. How you had everybody with a hit song with Todd dollar sign. He was the same way in 2000s. I remember when he first came out and I'm in love with a stripper and <laughs> I was listening to that the other day. Right, this man, I'm Sprung, and Buy You a Drink, which was my favorite song of the 2000s. It still is one of my favorite songs, but this man laid the landscape of auto-tune with so many artists end up following before Jay-Z was like, nah, we off that. That was like the last year of the 2000s when Jay-Z came back. He was like, all right, T-Pain, not today. This is my time to shine, but T-Pain was that hit maker, T-Pain. Chopped and screwed. He was making songs with Luda. He was making hits with your favorite artist, artists. And see, no disrespect to the new school generation. I know Future is y'all guy. But T-Pain paved the way for people like Future. Because we all know Future rocked to auto-tune. We already know that. But T-Pain paved the way for that, John, bro. That's all I understand why people be people people be trying not to give T Pain no credit, but and then it's so crazy because like when T Pain first came out, everybody was criticizing because they was just like, well, he all he uses auto tune. The man can really sing without it. Yeah. <laughs> what was it? NPR Tiny Desk Concert. Everybody go look it up. NPR Tiny Desk Concert. He can really sing. But everybody just like when he first came out, everybody was like, ah, oh, you know, ah, oh, me. He can't really sing. Like, T-Pain had everybody using auto-tune. Everybody. Yep. That's crazy, bro. It's crazy. Let's, let's, let, let's talk about the shows of the 2000s. There were so many shows. Like, we didn't even watch just Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network, Disney Channel. We didn't just watch all that. We watched normal TV shows. Like, all the shows that's coming on to these... Uh, digital streaming networks, we watched them too. We watched reality TV shows. Bro, it's such a bag, man. It's such a bag. TV shows alone control the 2000s. We got introduced to some legendary people. Now, I, I, I want you to dig into this bag and reach something out for us because... Help me understand. Let me talk to you one time. Oh, oh no, no disrespect to Love and Hip Hop, Black Ink Crew, but understand this. Shows like Flavor of Love, yep. I Love New York, yep. College Hill, yep. even that ratchet-ass show like uh, uh, Jersey Shore. 
those shows paved the way for shows like those, bro. The 2000s pretty much invented reality TV. Yeah. Because you couldn't tell anybody nothing. Everybody was watching Flavor of Love. Everybody, like, like Flavor of Love was so powerful, they started spinning that. You had the I Love New York. Then you had the little, uh, the dude, the, the, the rock star dude. Uh, rock of Love. R- rock of Love. Marcos. I watched all the shows. Like, you you had so much powerful reality <laughs> back in the day. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's not, and, and you want to take on reality. So that's what I'm saying. Love and hip hop stuff is cool or whatever, but them shows paved the way. You know what I mean? I don't necessarily, like, I don't necessarily know when Bad Girls Club actually came out. I think it was like the late 2000s. That that was mostly for the winner, but Flavor and hey, Love and shows like that was for everybody. Bad Girls Club, though, don't lie. You got a house full of naked women running around and I, fighting. I'll be honest with you. I never watched it. I never watched it. I'm be straight up real with you, fam. I didn't see it a couple of seasons, bro. I ain't going to hold you now. Like I heard people talk about it in school, but I never watched it myself because I didn't even know what channel it came on. It came on uh, Oxygen. Yeah, like I didn't know that back then. Yeah, but like literally every man's dream on one TV show have naked ladies fighting. Somebody Madden's always got thrown in the damn pool. I don't know why, but literally all that wrapped up in one show. So dudes like. You can hear dudes right now talking about some man, you know. I tell for any dude right now, be like, look, we all like dudes be like, shit, I used to watch Bad Girls Club, man. Shit, they over there, chick you over there don't fight me. I'm like, thank you, bro. Thank you. But the 2000s not only had reality shows, 2000s sitcoms. Yeah. Was was, was good though. Cause again, the Bernie Mac show got introduced. Right? The Proud family got introduced. This is a show that I'm going to keep preaching until somebody put it on. Where is anybody going to get my wife and kids? That's the most underrated sitcom ever. Hmm. I I personally, you put it on Netflix for us. You know what I mean? And speaking of Netflix, they did a good job. They put out, they put one-on-one back on there. You know, that's a classic from the 2000s. I mean, like, at this point, like, the 2000s had some hits. We had some hit shows. It definitely did. And not only that, the 2000s was the birth of one show that spawned off a whole decade that continues to this day of shows, and that's American Idol. American Idol was the first reality competition show that really showcased artists that are still out to this day. I remember the first episode, right? The first episode watching all these different singers come up. Justin Guarini, uh, Kelly Clarkson, Introduced to the World. You had other people up there, too. And I remember Ryan Seacrest, and I can't remember the other guy's name. I can't remember the other oh, guy's no. name. Not, not the judges, but the, uh, it was two hosts before he started doing it by himself. I think it was like Duckerman or something like that. No, I called it when Ryan was on there. I don't, I don't know about the other dude. Yeah, but you had that. You had the host. You had Paul Abdul, Randy Jackson, who's not related to the Jacksons. I just want to get that out there. He's not related to the Jacksons. <laughs> we had Simon Cowell, 
Randy was the cool one. Yeah, 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 cool. I think that was dope. I think that's dope. Paula, I think we should give her another try. I really think she was great. Simon, hey, look, you suck. That was dreadfully awful. <laughs> and it was just the dynamic. And some of your favorite artists to this day came from American Idol. Like, we got Fantasia Barino. We had uh, Kelly Clarkson. Ruben we Stutter. had Ruben Stutter, Clay Aiken. Uh, Jennifer even Hudson. Even, even all our country singers, you had Carrie Underwood. Carrie Underwood. Uh, what's his name? Bo Bice. You had Daughtry, who didn't even win, which was crazy because a lot of people who didn't win, who came runner up, were bigger than the winners. Yeah, after after Kelly Clarkson, I'm not Kelly Clarkson, after Carrie Underwood, you started seeing all the runner ups become more popular than the actual winners. Yeah, Catherine McPhee, you had uh, uh, a lot of people. Like, there's so many people who came from American Idol, I can't even name. But well, that show really put a lot of uh, competition shows on the map. See, and then you look, at, you look at shows like The Mad Singer, The Voice, X Factor, all them shows... Even though they bring American Idol back now, it's it's garbage. It's it's way past its prime anyway. But you look at American Idol. American Idol was what paved the way for shows like those to be on till this day. You feel me? And the two thousands seen it first. Do do you remember uh, the dating shows of the two thousands? They used to come on MTV and VH1. Do you remember Next? Next, a hey, next was hard, man. <laughs> yes. Yes. I used to wake up like I it came on in the afternoon, but we weren't home in time, so most of the episodes came on on the weekends. You used to watch that, we used to watch a whole bunch of different shows. But before we get to that, we want to talk about next. Next was the most random show ever. Like, people hop off the bus, this man ugly. Next. <laughs> <laughs> I see so I see so many girls getting curved, like getting off the bus. That y'all be hilarious. Like as soon as she get on the bus, all you hear is my man be like, "Uh uh-uh. uh, next." I be like, "Right." Damn. Be like that, like damn, you ain't you ain't right. dead. Like people just get curved for the most random reasons. Uh, I ain't like his shoes. Next, I ain't like his next. hair. <laughs> like like people going through these different challenges and stuff like that. And then they talk to him, right? And they say, so what's your favorite song? And they tell him favorite song. I hate that band. Mm-hmm. Next. Next. <laughs> like, what? And then they be mad. They like, I ain't like you anyway. You weren't even cute. Oh, they have weird, weird facts when they came out. Hey, I ain't gonna lie to y'all, man. MTV and VH1 during the 2000s had... 2000s on lot. Because everybody remember shows like, uh, I, I think it came out. No, never mind. But it had shows like, first of all, Jackass. <laughs> first of all, Jackass was just, I ain't gonna lie to y'all. That Jackass is, is for certain people. Because I was like, it's no in hell. I'm out there riding a shopping cart off the, off the roof, land on, a, land on a baseball bat, and I'm like, what? Who thinks of this stuff? They 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 did some shows, man. That I just didn't make sure. Uh, I I just didn't really watch. But 
I, I just want to say uh, MTV, they had a lot of shows. Of course, another music show, we had TRL, just like 106 of Park for a lot of the pop fans out there. But I want to I want to get into like some obscure shows, uh, just like a dating show. They had a limit date. You had uh, it was some show that Roger Lodge hosted. Uh, I can't think of right now, but I'm going to tell you before the episode is over. Do you remember the show on MTV? It came on late night called Fear. Not Fear no. Factor, but oh, it was this. I know, I know Fear Factor. Now hold on. It, now. it was this show called Fear, right? And basically, it came on like late night on the weekends, and people would do these challenges. They go into haunted places, and they had to do dares. And if the team completed. Uh, the challenge, they end up winning $50,000, which back then was a lot of money to a lot of kids. But that show was interesting. Uh, speaking of fear, we had Fear Factor, which you had Ooh. people become stuntmen. That's another show people competed for $50,000 for eating bugs and Joe Rogan with hair. Can you imagine? I'm going to say it like this, right? Because this, this is what people don't understand. So all my YouTubers, understand this. Y'all know how y'all get on YouTube and y'all see people showing off their crib, their house and all that? We had a whole show. Everybody remember MTV Cribs, right? Yep. Can't forget that. <laughs> MTV Cribs, they were like, the person opened the door, hey, welcome to my crib. The funniest joke ever was my man Red Man, though. When his cousins and stuff was sleeping on the floor and his apartment was like super trash, though. That right. show was hilarious. I don't... I don't know why he showed that on TV, but I was like, hey, you a real one for just being like, oh, my fault. You know, my cousin right there. He's like, why is your cousin sleeping on the floor? Right. <laughs> like, what? But everybody remember, like, like wild shows like Pimp My Ride. Pimp mm -hmm. My Ride was, like, crazy as ever. The 2000 had endless, it, like, everybody remember the stream makeover, the house show. Like, mm -hmm. the reality, them, them realtor shows used to be serious back in the 2000s. Hey, bus driver, move that bus. You went from literally a one-bedroom one bedroom house to a damn four-bedroom mansion. I'd be like, how much did all that cost? <laughs> here's the thing. Uh, here's the thing. They actually did it in my neighborhood around 2005. It was this place called uh, the Fishing School when I lived in D.C., it was this place called Fisher School, and we used to walk down there in the summertime to watch them build and to watch people. A little tidbit to people who don't know, a lot of the stars that you see on the show, they weren't out there. They just had people build, and then they come out at the end, or mm -hmm. like they would just come out to random times when it's come to shoot and time to do uh, certain bits in the show. But other than that, they were nowhere to be seen. We thought they were just there all the time talking, but no, uh, but for American Idol, the other guy named was Brian Dunkelman. And for the Ryan Lodge show, it was called Blind Date. So we're going to get back to talk about extreme makeovers and all these shows. Pin my ride, exhibit. Hey, yo, man, I got you. A, I heard you like aquarium. So I put a fish tank in your trunk. I put the fish tank right under your feet so you can see the fish the fish swim while you driving. It's like, you're not looking down, you're looking up. What are you doing? Why are y'all building these undrivable cars? Like, I don't know what MTV whole idea was behind Pit My Ride. Like, I was like, this has to be the most obnoxious show. Like, 
you legit you took this man whole back seat out right. and you put a, a TV and a PlayStation in there. And you just looking like what? Right. It's just like somebody think it was so entertaining. Like I, I didn't get, I didn't get it. Like what what was this other show? I think it was Date from Hell or something like that. Where like uh, yeah, I think I knew what you talking about. Yeah, it was a day from hell where it was timed and Lady Gaga was actually in one episode. So where you had to sit there and deal with this person who was the worst day ever. And the longer you lasted, which was about an hour, they give you however much money. So you lasted the whole 60 minutes. They were like, hey, I'm an actor. These are actors. You're on a hidden TV show. And speaking of hidden TV shows, we can't forget one of the biggest hidden TV shows of all time, Punked. Absolutely, like yo, punk used to be funny. Right, like, cats used to get cats used to be upset on that yo, until they feel like they're getting punk. And like they used to do like the most randomest. They used to do like the most randomest stuff. And, like people and like people just be they be the celebrity be mad as ever. Then they be like, hey, you've been punk. No matter right. how you just come out the blue, you be like, I be like, yo, don't do that, bro. Like, you had some episodes like that I remember, like Missy Elliott, something happened to a jewelry. She was standing on top of the couch. She like, look, I'm really about to act a fool in here till she found out she got punked. And then you had Beyonce, which she had to put an ornament on the top of the tree and the tree fell over. And she felt so bad because she ruined a whole bunch of kids Christmas until she found out she got punked. Like, you had your favorite stars out there who were getting mad. They were cursing up a storm. Some of them were crying. <laughs> it's like, they brought them to the brink. Only to find out they got punked. They up there, man. I don't know how Ashton Kutcher made it out alive, because they was about to kill that, man. I'm telling you, man. But when you look at, like, even if you look at the 2000s, like, Disney Channel had the 2000s on lock. Let's like, talk about the, not, not just Disney Channel, Disney like, Channel original movies. What? What? <laughs> what? Man, which ones hey. do you remember? Oh, this might this might go left field for a lot of people, uh-huh. but I actually remember. Don't don't judge me for this. I actually remember when judge the Cheetah Girls the first joke actually dropped. Look, <laughs> look. Here's why I'm not going to judge you. I watched all three movies. Who wasn't a fan of the Cheese Girls? Like, I know I say I didn't watch Bad Girls Club, but everybody, man, woman, child, both people, we all watched the Cheetah Girls. We all used to see them pop, lock, you know, doing their dance in the middle of the street before they went to Barcelona and India. They used to take over the city. Uh, who was it? It was Raven. It was Adrian Ballon. It was Keely. Keely Williams and I don't, I don't know the other white girl name. Uh, I think her name was Sabrina Bryan. I think it's like Sabrina or something like that. Yeah, Sabrina Bryan, the other, the fourth one. But they were doing their things, and I was just like, man, look at these girls. And it's like you really look at like the two thousands. You look at you while we on while we on um, Disney Channel original movies. Like it was so many cheesy jumps, like uh Eddie's like was it like Eddie's million, million dollar, dollar cook off? Like Dad, that I don't want to do this, I want to cook. <laughs> you know, uh it was a jump in with Corbin Blue. Speaking yeah. of Corbin Blue, 
we was actually around when we we got introduced to the Zach Efron's, Vanessa Hutchins, because we was around when High School Musical first dropped. Man, you know, gotta, what, get your, get your what a time in a lot. What a time to be alive. <laughs> oh, man. Like, man. Said, we was around during those times. And, like, you look at Disney Channel during the 2000s, it was it was more like less. It was it was for kids, but it really for it started everybody. moving more for, like, teenagers. Because, again, you had Dashiell Raven. You had the Proud Family. You had even Stevens. You had... Uh, uh, Kim, you had shows like Kim, Kim Possible, like Kim, Kim Possible, Proud Family. You know, man, you had all those shows. Lizzie McGuire, all them shows. Those were like teenage shows at that time. And you know, like even even Nickelodeon, you still you had like SpongeBob was out, Danny Phantom was out. Um, all that was kind of that was kind of long gone. Yeah, it was phasing out towards the middle. So, but you had shows like, of course, I call it right here. You had drinking jobs. You had like big time rush with that little cheesy group. Hey, look, I, I like that show. It used to come on in the morning. You know what I'm saying? Like you had that, you had that joint. So they kind of like started making more like teenage type of TV shows compared to like shows that were just for the kid. They actually broke it down like because like like Disney kind of had their kids their kids show their kids their actual little kids show. Just like Nick had their little kids show, the little Nick Junior with Oswald and. And uh, Caillou and all and all them people, but you know, I don't know, man. Like the two thousand though, nigga. I mean, Cartoon Network was kind of trash during the two thousand. I ain't gonna lie, the kids next door was my junk. Nah, but, nah. It, it like like they had some shows. Like they had uh, Courage Collie Dog, Ed Ed and Daddy, Pop Up Girls. I thought those came. I thought those came out like the late to the late nineties. They were still on. Yeah, I was about to say, I thought those dropped in, like, the late 90s. That's why I didn't mention them jokes. It was still on. Uh, you had shows like that. Uh, Foster's Home was cool. Uh, do you they remember don't. Do you remember some shows on Nickelodeon? Uh, what was it? It was a show where you, A Thousand Deeds with Eddie McDowell. Uh, I don't remember that joke. Yeah, it, it was like some obscure shows that used to come on channels. On Disney Channel, it used to be a show called The Jersey. Uh, uh, it was this show called So Weird. And on uh, I think it was Cartoon Network. They had Cartoon, Cartoon Fridays. Yeah, uh, On Nickelodeon, they had a whole bunch of shows. Uh, Tyena uh, wanted to see her name in lights. No one's going to stop her. You will see. Uh, you remember Romeo had a show? Bruh. <laughs> we ain't going to sit there and talk about Romeo and True Jackson VP. We ain't talking yep. about this because them shows was like, them shows was bona fide corny. Hey, look, <laughs> man. Them shows was corny as ever. <laughs> Jake and Josh, out. man, they had a lot of uh, spinoffs that came out around that time. Look, let, let, let's talk about and. Victorious and right. <laughs> Them shows like you know you watch in the morning. That's how I got to it. But a show that was really for teens coming up, Degrassi. Facts. Facts. Degrassi was a coming of age story. That's where a lot of people got introduced to Drake. Aubrey Graham. <laughs> I I had one I had one show that literally to this day. When I say all time, one of my all time favorite 
sitcoms because it came out in 2007. Mm -hmm. Tyler Perry's House of Pain. Yeah. That was an amazing ass show. That storyline was on point. It's on BET Plus, though, but I'm not paying BET Plus, though. I want to see if anybody out there who's listening, who's watching, remembers this show that used to come on TNN, which is uh, Paramount Network now. Most Extreme Elimination Challenge. And you had Slam Ball. And these shows were like, Slam Ball was, you basically playing basketball on trampolines. And Most mm-hmm. Extreme Elimination Challenge was this weird Japanese show where people competed and they had English dub-overs and people yeah. talking over. Shows like that were pretty, pretty weird. Uh, J- pros versus Joes. Pros versus Joes. That, that was a good show. They actually did it up at uh, RFK. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, as I was like, ooh, and yeah, let's not let's not forget one of the all-time greatest things of the 2000s. What's that? Wrestling. Look, wrestling look. was wrestling was the truth during the 2000s. Look, I was 90s just, was was at the peak, but uh-huh. but 2000s was was like where was that though? I I was just about to say, and I have a unpopular opinion right here. I think the I think the ruthless aggression era was better than the attitude era, and I'm gonna tell you why. Look, a lot of people like the attitude era because it had like six good people, but you have to look at it as a whole. You can't just look at it as like all the top stars. You have to look at it as a whole. But as a whole, for the as a whole for the ruthless aggression era, we got introduced to so many athletic. People, we got introduced to uh, the cruiserweight division. We had heat, we had velocity, we had these banging pay-per-view theme songs. Like, let's let's be honest. Let's call a spade a spade. We had people up here. Uh, what what they started the cafe in New York? Uh, uh, WWE New York or something like that. Mad because I never got a chance to go. Like. What else you had? Uh, TNA started. They had WWE was on fire. John Cena came up. Uh, Randy Orton came up. Brock Lesnar came up. Eddie Guerrero, Viva La Raza. He was up there doing this thing. Rey Mysterio flipping all over the place. You had well, we, we won't agree to disagree on this one. Like we, I like the 2000s, but it was sure as hell not better than the Attitude Era in the 90s. Hey, look, look, we, 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 we could do that. Yeah, we're going to have to disagree on this one because the 90s was doing a lot of things that the 2000s kind of faded away from. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was not another team as bad as the W just dropping anybody through tables. It was not another team as bad as them. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that, them, like the Dugleys, the Hardys, and Edge and Christian by themselves. They like they just made the tag. They made tag. They made the tag team just better than what it was. I get it that during the two thousand, you seen like Shawn Michaels and Triple H try to do the the new DX. The original attitude era DX was ten times better because <laughs> they was doing stuff that you just look at like, bro, really, bro. They they were just like they just did not care. 
But you know what I mean? I get it though. You like again, we got introduced to John Cena, we got introduced to Brock Lesnar and Randy Orton. You know what I mean? You had Carly, you know, used to spit the apple in everybody's face. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, we had to, we got introduced to like Chris Jericho, who kind of evolution. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, evolution was was basically the past, present, and the future. You know, man, all that pretty much. The Undertaker was still around. Kane was still around. Big Show was still around. Dudes that came out in the 90s. But you want to talk about newer wrestlers? Ah. Because, again, like, Rey Mysterio and them all wrestled in the 90s. You know, everybody know, everybody know WCW Monday Nitro. But, nah, you talking about, like, the newer wrestlers. You had, like, the Chris Masters of the world, you know, but that's what you really seen, like the 2000s really seen, like, like the a lot of 90s wrestlers that didn't get a push, they took off. You know, you were you you legit seeing the transition from Bradshaw being this big Texan dude to this financial Wall Street billionaire guy. Who who comes out? Who how you from New York come out with a stretch limo with horns on them? <laughs> Yeehaw. That's all I can say. <laughs> I was like, Texas. Help me understand wrestling. <laughs> Texas. <laughs> Texas. I used to have a cowboy hat too. Like how you how you legit got how you got a Wall Street and you mix in Texas in the middle of the song? Like you legit hear a cow in that don't Hey look, when you, got, like, wait, when you got money, you could do that. I was like, wait, what? I said, so you New York and Texas at the same time? Huh. Interesting. This man Interesting. rapped in both places. But, but not, nah, man, like, nah, wrestling was cool during the 2000s, though. You you started really seeing a lot. Now, the 90s ladies was a lot better, even though it was, like, mostly just two. But, because, you know, because the 90s wrestlers, like, they just didn't care. You know what I'm saying? You've seen brawl and panty matches. You've seen all that. The 2000s, they was just more like, they was more like managers and, like, violators to the ring type of stuff. Now they still like, did the same thing in the 2000s. Yeah, a little bit. You know, man, like, they I had a whole deep research. I'd rather watch Trish Strass and Lita over like Tori Wilson and Stacey Keebler any day. Them legs, though. <laughs> them hey, legs. look, we're going to have to disagree with, on that one. We're going to have to disagree on that, though. We're going to disagree. But I'm just saying, I said, like, them legs, though. I was like, it can. It can. Hey, look. Look, let, let, let's get into the video games of the 2000s because we got Ooh, introduced to so many systems. The debut of the PlayStation 2, the Nintendo GameCube, uh, the handhelds, the legendary PSP, uh, the DS, DS Lite, Xbox. Oh, Lord. Now he, now he about to, he, we, now we want to go there. First and foremost, the 2000s, I'm not going to lie to y'all, I'm, I'm, and I'm, I'm a PlayStation guy 100%. But no disrespect to my new gamers that play on P4 and all that, PlayStation 2 had the best games out. You talking about when everybody remember when San Andreas first dropped? San Andreas was that was the game. Like everybody at school used to be on, like we, it wasn't even online. Everybody just was like, yo, what mission you on? They playing, they talked about like we was playing with each other. Like San Andreas, all the NBA, the NFL streets. Everybody remember NBA, uh, NBA streets, NFL streets. Look at everybody talk. Everybody talk so much about 2K. 
Live was a game back in the day. During the 2000 NBA Live was the the basketball game to play. Madden was out. Uh, what else? Like Def Jam uh, Vendetta and Def Jam Fight for New York. Mario Kart Double Dash. And let's not forget. <laughs> let's not forget. You better Smash grab Bros. your Game Boy Advance and the Game Boy SP because them Pokemon battles. Oh, they intense. Do you remember? <laughs> do you remember when it came out with the core and you could play against each other? Them people got intense. People saying that, but they be like, "You can't beat me." I could beat you. I got the cord. They plug it in. You see two people like this. Yo, like you talking about recess? Cash used to be in the junk dips. You're like, nope, I got you, bro. Like, nope. That was that was the beginning of when kids, you know, kids used to be pressed to go outside for recess. But that's when a lot was staying there. They were like, hey, you bring your game system. We asked the teacher if he had a TV, he'll go somewhere and get one of them big block TVs that we watch movies on. We played the games. We used to do the same thing at the end of the school year where everybody started bringing the game senses, man. Nice. But, nice. like, the games were so, so, so pivotal to the 2000s because you just had to be there. You had to be there when we used to have notebooks where we write down cheat codes and, and we would write down things we used to find. We had the game sharks. We had so many things that we used to look for. We come to school next day, be like, hey, we we had this uh, Easter egg. Did you know this? They're like, no, I do this. They're like, oh, you could do this in a game. You didn't really have uh, Wi-Fi like that. So you had to go over your friend's house to play. See, I think I think where games is like really losing a lot of this lackluster is everything is so online driven. Yeah. That Literally, it's really no, it's really no like it's just cool to have a like co-op online. It's all it's, that's all good and gravy, but everything is so focused online that people don't really enjoy playing video games no more. That's how I look at it though. Me being a gamer, like granted, I don't play call, I play Call of Duty, but I don't play Call of Duty for eight, nine hours a day because playing multiplayer online is cool. Playing in the in, in the war zone is cool or whatever. Like playing games like Destiny and all that stuff. That stuff is cool, but it's just like, m- mind you, I grew up playing. My, you had Def Jam Vendetta. Like you legit going through wrestling. You it's a it's a cartoon game, wrestling. Though. Like Mario Kart was intense back then. Granted, Nintendo isn't as is not as popular as it used to be. It's still out, but it's not as popular. Cause double dash was legit. If you ain't never played Mario Kart Double Dash, you missed out on a lot. You know what I'm saying? But you had stuff like uh, you had stuff like Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Nowadays, if nowadays with Grand Theft Auto, people don't even play the story. Everybody hop smack online and buy cars and, and buy apartments all day. So people don't really understand like the the frustration that goes behind playing Grand Theft Auto or play or or playing like NFL streets, like NFL streets was legit. Like everybody, like you think of, you think of NBA street volume two, the new generation, all they can tell you is the park on 2K. Like in, NBA streets was way better. Everybody remember NBA balls where you can break the court? You playing on, you playing on yachts in <laughs> town and stuff like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you, cause, and, and this is where this is where like my my sports game is, and I'm gonna flip back over to my man Aaron. Like me being especially a sports gamer, 
back then, sports games, you actually had to work. You actually had to grind. You know what I mean? I remember when Madden had a, a actual create a creative player mode. I remember that. First of all, rest in peace, NCAA football. I hope we get you back. But <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I hope we get you back because it's, college games was better than Madden anyway. But you look at like you look at like 2K, there's no grind on 2K no more. All you gotta do is spend about $30, your character already, your character already at like eight at like 87 already. When you play in NBA streets, when you play NBA bowlers, you starting off, you can barely shoot. You can barely steal the ball. You gotta actually work to get it. So kids don't understand that nowadays. Like granted, 2K is fun, but I'm, I, I don't know. Uh, Aaron, you, you, you take it away. Like, I know we say that uh, because we have esports and we have a lot of people on YouTube who are gamers and make their living from playing video games all day. But I would say back then, video games was really a way of life. Because do you remember the big books you used to get from GameStop that had everything about the game in them? Game informers. Uh, they had magazines. It was this book, yeah. like, that you get for uh it was this big book and it was so uh it was so informative to the games that it was cool and to piggyback off what you said about the lost art it's a lost art when you're playing video games together in the same room so i remember me and my sister used to play uh battle tanks global assault which was on the n64 and this was along the times of the no memory card era where mm -hmm. memory cards cost money. You know, if you was playing N64, it was called a, a controller pack. Mm -hmm. So you used to have to leave the game on because you didn't have any memory card. And God forbid somebody step on the cord or accidentally cut off you know, your mom come in the room, she doing a cleaning, Sunday cleaning, and then you see, look, you playing a PlayStation, you see the uh, CD open to open, and your game out, <laughs> you like, your head shaking bomb. What did you do? Oh, I was just, I your game was on, I just cut it off, like, Ma, no, no. Don't do this. No. Don't do this. You got to start <laughs> over Hours and hours and hours of gaming and playing the game in the same room is just something special. And speaking of games, the TV show uh, channel G4 was a big staple. You had X-Play, you had Attack of the Show, you had Cheats back when Cheat Codes were the thing. You had so many, so many of these other shows uh, waking up the Saturday mornings watching Cinema Tech. Just people playing video games, it was so cool. But video games was, you know, you had so many different games for Nintendo uh, GameCube, Luigi's Mansion, uh, mm -hmm. Mario Sunshine, Mario Paper. <laughs> you had so many different games. I mean, all do like I said, for, for my new gamers, you know, I know you guys get to enjoy Twitch. You know, I did Twitch for a little bit. I might redo join Twitch. I might come out of retirement. I don't know yet. I gotta see. You know, between doing my YouTube channel, the podcast, you know, hey, 
you know, I, I might want to create a bag back on there. Who knows? But you, I get that all the gamers just they, they come up with all these these gamer platforms now where these gamers get to, you know, what I mean, enjoy the chatting, making money, all this good stuff. That's good for them. But it was nothing more better than going over there. like that 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 being in a room with somebody they plug their their control of, they connect their controller, whatever they gotta do. Golden, like you call your man's up and they be like, yeah, like yeah, come on, bring your controller. Because yep. most times people didn't have people didn't have two or three controllers. It was just you. Yeah, I always had I always had two controllers because I because it, it was me and my brother. We always shared the system. So, but most people didn't have that. So most people be like, yo, bring your controller. Everybody bring that controller. Everybody out there don't fight. You know what I mean? Like, hey, pass the sticks. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. So. It's like it's like video games. They moving away. They moving away from like that single player campaign story mode because they know a lot of people nowadays that game don't play story mode anymore. Everybody jumps smooth online like Call of Duty. People don't even play the campaign no more. Everybody get Call of Duty and go smack online, and it's it legit seeing you that same message on Call of Duty. You sure you want to play story mode first? Everybody like. Nope, I played Call of Duty long enough. I got him here, Chief. <laughs> yeah. But well, before we go, we're going to talk about something real special to the 2000s. And it's this little website. We had other social media sites, but it's this website called MySpace. MySpace and Bebo. <laughs> we can't forget about you, Tom. We, we can't end the episode without talking about our dear friend, Tom Anderson, our very first friend. Might I add, our very first friend. So I remember coding, the introduction to HTML. We were all coders back in the day. Used to write notes, used to uh, listen to artists. Before you had all these verified pages, you used to have 300 versions of the same artists. Some, Some people used to meet famous people online, artists that's hot now, that's hot now and didn't even know it. But MySpace, what a time to be alive. It was such a great website. Uh, top five, top ten. The amount of work that went into MySpace, people people used to put time and effort into MySpace. Yeah. You know what I mean? You get booted out, people with top fives. Like, people used to make sure they had a little, little a background stuff going up like this. Mm-hmm. They had the music in the background. Like MySpace was legit back in the day, you know. Bebo was legit back in the day as well. So I don't know. Like social media was just social media was different back then. Like it wasn't so much like the it wasn't so much of everybody lived on social media. Like because people had Facebook, but people still went out and did regular things. Yeah, now they like social media is such a way of life now that. This is how people make money. Like people live on social media because this is how they make money. You know, I'm gonna post something, I'm gonna get like 200 likes, or I'm gonna post a video and they get like 3,000 uh, views. So this is like, so like, like Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, you know, even Instagram Reels as well. Like this is it's so it's so consuming because this is the new way of living because people nowadays. Or people nowadays are so focused on going viral or just trying to make it that it's just like 
I like, hey, why like why go outside? Why I'm gonna be an introvert, I'm gonna be outside on my YouTube channel. You know, there is, is no it's no more social skills because everything is so social media. Everybody's creating this social media persona that is just like, yeah, I'm just this cool fly guy on social media. Then come to real life, it's just you're lame, you're a weirdo. You know what I mean? So I don't know. You know, I, I, I don't really let social media consume me that much. I mean, I'm on social media a lot, personally. I ain't going to lie to you. But at the end of the day, my social media is something you can't even take serious. Like, I legit be in the story talking about some nonsense. Like, I don't <laughs> sit there and be, yeah, I'm dead serious. Like, I don't be, I don't take, be on Instagram to legit. Yeah, you got to take a few pictures. You got to get a couple of likes, shoot, make, make a little video every now and then. That's cool. You know? I remember when, like, me, me and my man Aaron was around when YouTube was still fairly new. YouTube we, was a baby when we was you know what I'm saying? Like, it was fairly new when we was when we started doing YouTube at back in the day. You know, so I was like, we consider ourselves like YouTube vets. Us being coming back to YouTube is it's like a it's like a welcome, it's like a fresh out of retirement. We don't got baby faces no more, kind of thing. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? Because I used like us on YouTube back in the day was different, and we had did this back in the day. We probably be, we we probably be millionaires right now. I ain't gonna lie to you. If we did, if we if this was if this was possible back in the day, a podcast. You looking at us at 28, 29, just rolling in money. Straight yeah. up. The thing about MySpace and the whole internet was social media, including Facebook, when everybody started migrating to Facebook. And social media has become anything but social. It's more right. of like focusing on yourself. It's so vain. It's so self-serving. It's so selfish. Everybody cares about follower accounts and how many people they follow versus their followers and things like that. And you kind of look at that and you look back then, nobody cared about that. You, you meeting different people on the internet Adding random people don't even know who you're talking to. They just cool people. You just see a random person add you. You be like, all right, I'm going to add you back. Hey, what's up? What's your name? Let's get to know each other. And you actually attempted to make friends online back then. Where it's like now, I mean, I don't know this person. So I'm not going to add them. And I, I get it to an extent. Like, you're not going to add a random person. You're going to add somebody you talk to once in a bit. But... It was so, it was so cool having social media back then because it was a balance. Like Star Fucking said, it was a balance. Like you had outside life, then you come online and do those things, but most of your life was outside. And as we got older, most of our life turned into inside, you know, COVID aside. But most of our life turned into inside to where we lived inside this virtual reality versus going outside and really living a real life. So uh, you can't take social media serious, you know, just, just enjoy it. You know, it is what it is. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to leave it right here for me by saying this, when it comes to social media, that's why I always say, man, it's just, it's, it's a, it's an opportunity to be on social media. It's, I don't care. You don't, you don't need to buy a million dollars worth of equipment to put to post something on social media 
Just have fun with it. You know, the more fun, the more organic you have, it, it grows over time. Because that's how me and Aaron was back in the day on social media, especially on YouTube. We didn't have no million dollar camera. We didn't have no $800 camera. We literally took this camera that my man Aaron used to have. That don't look like it probably cost about $40, $50, 60 bucks maybe. And we just recorded. You <laughs> <laughs> was, was close. It was like 80 Close and close enough. Close enough. But again, it wasn't like no super high tech digital camera. No, we legit took us and everybody in our circle and our neighborhood, and we just legit recorded videos back in the day. That's all we was doing. That's what I do now. Like, granted, I get more fancy technologies like this fancy ring light I got right here. You know, I get this fancy ring light because my, my phone camera may not be the greatest. So I got to make myself look like I'm. Uh, little high tech, but at the end of the day, at least I could be like, okay, let me just record myself. Let me speak to the people. Let me do this and let's keep it moving. It's just all about having fun. You know, man, don't worry about the numbers. Don't worry about how many followers you got. Just keep putting out content. And like I say, the viewers gonna come, the subscribers gonna come, the followers gonna come. Simple. Back then, YouTube uh, was so new that nobody was really focusing on quality. Nobody really cared so much about the quality. We were just worried about getting this stuff out there. Like, we was on YouTube back when the upload limit was 15 minutes. And over the years, it started going up to an hour and so on. So people didn't really focus on that. But at the end of the day, I'm going to leave it at this. Uh, the 2000s was such an era, such a time to be alive. Like, I know a lot of people talk about the 90s, the best era ever, but the 2000s were just as special. And it, it, it's great to experience it. You know, we've seen so many uh, artists, so many uh, movies, so many people come up, you know, in the 90s and 2000s, but the 2000s, you had to be there. Man, I, it, it's, it was just my honor and my privilege to grow up in that time period. I know everything everything wasn't like super fashionable. I understand fashion wasn't the greatest, but just the little things like from TV shows to music to gaming, just uh, even relationships back then, y'all know, y'all remember, y'all remember little middle school, elementary school relationships back then, mm -hmm. right? Those little things, just those little things is what made it, you know, what I appreciate more you know, man, and growing up in the 2000s, you know, now that I'm looking back at it, I could just say to myself, like, that was a time. Yeah. You know, once I graduated, because, again, I we graduated high school in the beginning of the 2010s. So, you know, I can't speak for I can speak for my myself. At this point, you know, it, it's I, – I can officially say, man, back in my day. You know what I mean? I'm official, I can say I'm officially retired. Back in my day, because I'm in a different chapter now. Like the, these young, these youngest got the, the they got the juice now. You know, <laughs> us '90s, us '90s kids, we, 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 damn in in a whole different lane now. So, but the 2000s, y'all will be missed. I appreciate y'all, man. Most definitely. Uh, what a time! And I just want to say, hey, look at us. Look at us, almost 30, you know. I thought you were about to start singing all the things, so I was nah. going to say, hey, hey. Nah, nah, not that. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Cyberchase, too. But 
we here with another episode. We're going to catch you next week. It's your boy, Aaron Fornicetti. And yours truly, Mr. Fun with Dell Jones. And we are out of here. Peace. Peace, y'all.